Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello to you. Welcome to the show. It's brought to you with Levi Solicitors. You can get a 10% discount on your legal fees if you go via us. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan Moylan with you, along with Michael Normanson and Rob Conlon as well. This is Brighton Propaganda, where we find out what's being said about Leeds. Uh, what's the point anymore? <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> Stupid bloody show. What is the point? The only real amusement I could find in it in Seagull Social or indeed the other Brighton thing I look at which I can't remember the name. Together BHA, that's what it's called. Was um, was Maz's girlfriend sneaking in? I Who, assume it's his girlfriend. Maz? Could who's have been. Maz? Maz he's, is the... he's some bloke on the on the podcast. He looks happy. Yeah, he does look furious on this. But he's. Uh, I assume it's his girlfriend. She was getting something out of his bedroom. She comes sneaking in through the door, obviously thinking she's off camera, and then goes across the background on her hands and knees, fully in, <laughs> fully in shot to pick Excellent. up a box. I love that. So that was about the only uh, the only good thing there. But we, you know. We did get some clips as well. One of them thought we were all right. One of them thought we were shit. Nah. We could have, yeah, as you say, buried Leeds in the first half. We really could. The amount of chances we had. Yeah. I mean, Leeds just, you know, you had some decent moments of passing. And to be fair to them, I mean, I think they they tried to play at the Amex, which was quite impressive, I think, because a lot of teams now, like, we're almost in that position these days where if a team tries to play against us, it's actually impressive because we, we are we sort of expect that we're going to go and dominate a team and at least mm. pass it around them and, and make them have to work for it. But to be fair, Leeds did have a few spells and I thought that some of their passing was very crisp and accurate as well. But yeah, talk about Solly just quick. Unless, Maz, you want to just butt in there. Just um, Sorry, just 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 quickly. I, I, I actually disagree with you. I think in the second half, yeah, I think second half they definitely improved. But I thought first half they were sloppy. I feel like there was a lot of missing... Yeah, they were uh, sloppy, 100%. Yeah, there, there was a lot of... Um, a lot of passes that went wayward. Uh, I thought our pressing was brilliant. Like I, th- I feel like we did what Leeds did to Chelsea to Leeds. Like the pressing, mm. I thought was brilliant. Like Caicedo, Estepinian. Like I just felt like we really, we were really on them the whole time. Well, they'll always outrun you, won't they, Leeds? They'll always outrun you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, um... without, be, without be elsewhere at the helm anymore, mate. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't run anymore, do we? Yeah. Uh, t- talking about the Amex there like it's Madison Square Garden and you're going to play Gig of the Lifetime or whatever mad is it it's an absolute bear pit down there it takes real bravery to try and p- get the ball down and pass it <laughs> did see a clip on from TikTok weirdly of, uh, of a Leeds fan in their end getting shouted at oh <laughs> yes he just didn't care he was like just filming no. around him they are all going fuck off they? get out get him out get him out and he was just like yeah should have been in the away end well, shouldn't he because it was good yeah but apparently so yeah but it was literally yeah. just above the away end so literally below us was the whole away end which is pretty mad mm. to be fair um, and like credit, mm. credit to Leeds they, they, they're away, they away fans are very very good yeah they are um, sensational so credit literally very good he kept saying literally then didn't he at the start of that clip it annoyed me they were literally right above them though because they were in a box for some reason I can't right. remember why they've got some freebie good on them get a freebie get some free drink uh, right let's get through it next <laughs> we dirty bastards are we apparently so oh. 
I think the thing was with Leeds was they were very dirty. And, and their, their fans and, and manager alike, seemingly. Or were, were our players going down very softly? Because mm. we were sat around some Leeds fans. No, maybe, mate, there were some nasty judgment. challenges going right. in there. I can't we lie. Did, we did go yeah. down quite softly. I did feel. Yeah, <laughs> there was a couple of things. But yeah. I think overall, like the Leeds fans are obviously going to lose it because, you know, you do when you're at an away game and you're all mm. drunk and you think that everything's against you. But I think, you know, I think, no, I, I, I agree. I think the referee was was terrible. I, yeah. I don't think that he had a grip yeah. of the game Where was he at from? All. Where the hell did um, he get I don't know. Yeah, he didn't have a grip of the shambles. game. Um, and it was, it was really bad at some points. I mean, even in our favour, I think at some points. I mean, even like, you know, there should have been a lot more bookings yesterday to say that. I mean, there was a lot of flying challenges. I thought, um, yeah, I, I thought Kaiseido was lucky to get away with a few. Uh, yeah. he, he had a few little, little, little naughty little, not, not nothing bad, nothing serious, but just little, little mini challenges where he should have got a yellow card, I think. Yeah, but, there were some, yeah, there some the flying ref- ones in there yesterday. Yeah, the, um, the referee wasn't great. It's always a, an interesting sign, isn't it? It's always a giveaway of a poor refereeing performance when a home side that's won mm. and fairly easily in the end is criticising the referee as well. Yeah, they noticed he was just shit. I, I don't think there were any nasty challenges. There, no, I was trying to think. It was all just very soft and petty, wasn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I thought so. I thought he did a he made a bad job of what was not a difficult game to referee. And it was very said. it was very early as well, wasn't it? The first booking. Mm. Which then means uh, it the pattern, yeah, it? it just makes it a mess afterwards. Rules though, isn't it? You've got to book, book the leads left back straight away, right? <laughs> it's the way it's the way it has to go. But yeah, I, I thought it was quite interesting and um he, he was uh, he was a disaster. From Preston. I was wondering where they got him from. Preston. From his dad's loins. From his also in Preston. Disgusting father's <laughs> testicles. <laughs> Is it his father's disgusting testicles or his disgusting father's disgusting te- his testicles are magnificent, but the <laughs> the man they're attached to. <laughs> An absolute disgrace. Awful. Absolutely awful. <laughs> right, let's say this one. The first time in a long time where Brighton have actually been pressed like that. And uh, and it was quite, that's probably the point I was pointing to earlier was, you know, fair play to him for doing that. Um, and I would give credit to Jesse Marsh, but I can't because he's just a complete idiot. And I'm afraid he's <laughs> going to have to hold that L today because he literally, right, I've Hell. never, ever lost my voice at shouting at a manager before. <laughs> and yesterday I did. So... Look, this is, there's a first time for everything. I, I want to know your guys, because I don't know if you would have seen it from the south side. Obviously, over the west, mate, he was literally... Yeah, no, he was going mad. I've never seen a manager go the referee, that crazy. The, the referee NXR. wound him up a lot, didn't he? Like, every single decision, Very Jesse Marsh so, would be like... Yeah. At one point, he literally turned his back and like was just didn't, had his back to the whole pitch for like a good like 30 seconds. He just wasn't even bothering looking. And then Do you see what he did with the yellow card as well? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was like this, and then he was like, "Yeah, book me." Yeah, yeah. I said, "Oh my god, he's completely lost." Do you think his he's head. playing up to the Leeds fans because you know he knows the reputation that Leeds has? Do you think he's trying to act like a hard man? Do you think that was his natural? Do you think he was trying to win him over by showing that he's like one of them? I, th- mate, I think that's he just lost his head reaction. I think he just lost it. I, I, honestly, he was throwing the ball around. He was literally even when he was sitting down on the bench, he was still moaning, literally. and he, he was going like this all the time and like that. And you just think. Mate, if I was if I was a, a player, or even okay, say he's a manager at work, and I see a manager losing his head all the time, I ain't going to be respecting. Mate. I'm not going to exactly. I can't be told what to do by someone that can't even control themselves. I mean, that's just crazy. I think they've misread it there, don't you? Because I think that's well, Jesse, just... Jesse explains it yeah. every press conference, doesn't he? He talks about this. I think he Jesse he loves it, and the performance and the um, the bitching and moaning is just um, it's just part and parcel of who he is, isn't it? It's, it's almost like a form of entertainment, I think. Yeah, he's got plenty of past form for it as well, hasn't he? Like going back to America, there's some good videos of him sort of storming down the touchline and getting all the fans up. It, like, I don't know. 
I quite enjoy that as much as I can occasionally find Jesse annoying, I do like that all opposition fans seem to hate him. But yes, <laughs> it makes me like him more. But no, he's, he's ours now. <laughs> Come yeah. on. They're fucking dick. As, uh, yeah. as it said last but week. it is quite a good tactic, isn't it, to make yourself the lightning rod for the criticism rather than the players as well. It's if they're all digging you out on the touchline, they're not directing it to your players. Mm. I mean, it has worked in the past. You see a lot of good managers. Klopp does it, doesn't he? He's very performative on the sidelines yeah. and and sometimes not even on the, sometimes on the pitch. You saw it on the road. Sometimes yeah. he'll, he'll get him there himself and referee it, won't he? But um, yeah, like Mourinho's carved a career out of doing it as well, hasn't he? Charging up and down the sidelines, yelling at people and sort of theatrical strops where where required but I mean it's funny actually to, to link it back to the previous clip the the sense of injustice you sometimes get and going back in some ways to the original Salisbury like the Max Gradle thing at the time in Nellon Road I was furious that he'd sent him off and then and I felt like it was a big conspiracy to keep us down and then I got home and I saw it back and I was like oh, fair enough fair enough uh, and whether or not Jesse thinks things are against us from the start or whether he just is going with that as a as his kind of narrative for the day is we're being robbed here and I'm going to make it clear that we need to get more decisions. I do think, I do genuinely think under Bielsa we we probably suffered a little bit for not ever making a fuss about things. Yeah. Because to, to link it back to what he said about, you know, at work, people who moan about stuff, like customers who moan about stuff, they always get more. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the way, it's just the way the world, if you're noisy, you get you end up getting more stuff and it doesn't mean anyone likes you, of course. Like my dad, um, Likes a good complaint at Morrison's in Brid to the extent where I don't know if the, the guy's still the manager there or if he left due to stress or whatever, but he used to, used to hide when he saw my dad coming. What's he complaining about in Morrison? Well, just little things like, um, them, let's say they're advertising, let's say a three for two or a price on a case of beer or something like that, and then they take it off sooner than maybe it was advertised and he's gone in to buy it. Not there. Go in and kick up a right stink. I mean, I had a brief meeting with your dad before the uh, Calgary game outside the East stand which was quite scary to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Just, I, I, I didn't recognise him. There's just a man stood next to me kind of nodding at me. I was like, you're right. <laughs> he went, it's me. And I was like, I, I don't know who you are. <laughs> and Daniel's dad. I was like, Daniel, Daniel who? Give him a full, full Sunday <laughs> yeah. name. And he says, Moylan. He says, we have met before. I was like, oh God, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Mr Moylan. <laughs> yeah. he, he does look quite hard to show dad. So even though he's like, what, how old is he now? Like, 70. Bloody hell, he, he could absolutely kick my head in. Yeah. <laughs> and he's only little as well, but somehow um, somehow threatening. <laughs> uh, Maybe it's something I can develop in later life. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. 
it's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I, th- I do wonder as well with Jesse's antics, whether there's also one eye on, because it's quite a, a small pool of referees. So if, is there maybe one eye on later in the season where these refs think, oh, I just can't be arsed with him. Let's just try and... You know, so sort of on a subconscious mm. level, they think, I don't want to start getting into stuff with him because he's going to complain and make things difficult for me. Or mm. I suspect most refs don't particularly like having attention drawn to their performance. And it does it does make it far more likely to be a talking point if something happens and a manager makes a massive fuss of it. This is, where, this is what I'm saying with Bielsa. Like, if we were ever hard done by, he would just say, well, it's a difficult job. Yeah. Move on to the next thing. Whereas if you make a fuss about it, I think it probably does spin on forward to the next game a little bit and puts doubt in minds. He's getting in his head. He's getting it, in his it head. It probably does work because, yeah. I mean, being a ref's a bloody impossible job and it, I can think of virtually nothing worse. No, I lots of people yelling at me. I always find it really weird that people want to do it. Mm. I just think, yeah, why would you bother? So if two people in one family want to do it, sick, sick freaks. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you for making the game possible, of course, referees. <laughs> to do a fine yeah, job. Your work's appreciated, right? <laughs> Let's hear from together BHA, who they also noticed what Jesse was up to. I think Jesse Marsh should have been in the stands. I know it's a bit beside the point, but that he, he lost his call in a big way. Like I've seen managers get sent away just for doing what he did with lobbing the ball on the ground, but then he got really mouthy as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd, I'd have liked to see him up in the stands to be honest with you he was like that for the United States men's team so he got he got booted a few times were they in any competitive games though it wasn't even that <laughs> so it, no no it's, uh, <laughs> it's either way like when we when we've played friendlies he used to get so like just particular about certain things and get so angry that I'm, I'm just like that's going to be the downfall I think that's the downfall of him to be honest is the his he's got passion yeah. Don't get me wrong. The dude's got passion. It's awesome to see. And it's awesome to see an American coach coaching in the Premier League. It really is. It's really cool to be able to see that. And it's also cool to see some U.S. players that are in there, too. I know Jack isn't considered a U.S. player. He's but hot, sort of, isn't he? Yeah. He played Wake Forest. Like he said he played Wake Forest. I actually watched him play. Like he, he's And he's a really good kid. Really, like, just a top-notch kid. And like like you said, technically he, he is. But it's just – um. Marsh is going to get himself in some trouble if he if he continues with the attitude that he's had when he put when he was coaching the U.S. men's team too. Yeah, man, stop being funny. It's just yeah, it's, you know we're no, you, you, we're, we're like four games in. It's, it, he's lost his call already. Like, chill I, out, under, mate. I understand the passion, but you you have a game you have a game to coach. Yeah. You have a game to yeah. coach. You need to do what you got to do. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, I don't think he's lost his cool at all. I think this is part and parcel of who he is. I think there's a bit of losing call cool there, but in a measured. 
in a measured sort of way. I mean, you saw how pleased he was that we got involved in a bit of fighting against Barnsley because he was like, yeah, good. They got in, they got stuck in a bit, but no one got sent off. Yeah, perfect. I mean, the, um, I forget the guy's name, but the, the American fella talking there on that podcast, I did kind of lose trust in what he was saying because they were nominating man of the matches and he went for Sanchez, who was their goalkeeper, in case yep. anyone's unsure, who, as far as I'm aware, didn't have anything to do. Say, did he make a save? I can't remember. No, I think our only chance came from Sinistera missing. I don't think he did anything. But he was like, oh, I just think he's really reassuring between the posts. It's like, well, yeah. You've, but... pick, you've picked your favourite player there, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what you've named there is just, yeah, it's just someone you like. <laughs> you might as well just pick your, pick your mum or something. It's like, as mad of the match. So my, my podcaster of the of the day is Rob, someone I like. Obviously not going to be you, is it? <laughs> okay. Okay. Should we move on to the wider world of propaganda then? Yeah, I mean, scum are winning, which, is, which kind of ruins it a little bit. Yeah, that won't last though. Liverpool lost, but two scum. So you can't really... I'll be, well, I won't be interested, you know, if you can dive into, like in the next couple of weeks, dive into the Man United fan channels if they continue on a good run and just see whether the anti-board sentiment has actually persisted and all <laughs> yeah, that. This true. is Manchester United. Yeah. This is Manchester United. Yeah. See if Webby still wants someone thrown out of the club. Um, because they're <laughs> about to... Don't spend... care who. I don't care who. Just get someone out. Because they've appointed one of the highest profile coaches in Europe and they've given him an absolutely ridiculous amount of money mm. to spend. So where does the complaint go from there? Is it about the infrastructure then? We're forgetting about the team and not investing correctly. You know, you're not going to back your coach with players that you want. Mm. Yeah, I, they, they tend to um, come around when defeats happen, don't they? The, yeah. the, the green and gold scarves. I'm going to say the scarves just going to get taken down from the background. Yeah. Just for now. Just for now. Yeah, another, um, they'll lose at Villa or something and it'll all kick off again. It'll be the worst thing in the world and it'll be, this is Manchester United, Manchester United Football Club. This is etc. Right, yeah, um, it goes on. So this is the Chelsea fan cast man. So this is a, a callback to um, what we did last week. Then post Chelsea, mm. right? So he was the man who was very, very crisply spoken. And I said, he if, we were, like if a, we were remotely professional, I could have played the clip. <sighs> oh well, some last week's show. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, he was he was he was very good at speaking. Is what I would say. He yes, was, but he was the one guy with the kind of machine gun delivery where he didn't breathe for about a minute and a half. Yeah. So I suggested he might be a professional in some sort. Moscow said he was Amdram, but we've um, we've looked him up. Well, we've not looked him up, actually. Uh, well, I mean, we're not going to do our own research, <laughs> are we? God, no. when other people can do it for us. Uh, but yeah, Cal has been in touch and he's discovered he's called Jonathan Kidd mm-hmm. and he's a uh, sort of an actor and Kidd. voiceover man. KYDD. KYDD. He's been in The Upper Hand, which is a programme I mentioned, a random 90s sitcom that I mentioned weeks ago on the podcast. Okay. Uh, and, and he was on that. He was in One Foot in the Grave. Yep. And I he, don't believe it. He does the ad, the adverts for L'Oreal, Revitalift or something like that is what he's talking about. And then his most famous work, which we've got a clip of here, which I think anyone, certainly anyone of thirty or above, well, well let's put will the te- recognise it. Put yeah, see, the if, with Rob. see if Rob knows this. Rob, how old are you again? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Right. Do you recognise this? The ambassadors' receptions are noted in society for their host's exquisite taste that captivates his guests. Yeah, there's quite a lot of quite a lot of uh, noise on that clip, so apologies. But yeah, with this Rocher ambassador, you are really spoiling us. And all I that. do recognise that. I want his autograph now. That's quite a claim to fame. Isn't <laughs> it's it? the old Ferrero Rocher advert that aired in the UK at some eighties or something. Is that early nineties? Nineties. Well, it ran for a while. But... Um, someone with a big tray of Ferrero Rocher, a big 
the pyramid of them. Yeah, the pyramid. I remember walking that. around the ambassador's reception. Mm. Noted in society. So right racket is that voiceover malarkey, you know. Mm. Good, good work. I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to accuse uh, Ferrero Rocher of being a nah. racket. Nah. Do you like them? The fine. <laughs> they used to, like my nan used to have a little box of them yeah, like, around Christmas, but she's not. she's dead now. So right, probably don't have any more. Not anymore. No. Uh, you're not going to get the next voiceover gig for you with that kind of endorsement. <laughs> oh, Ferrero Rocher, they're all right. Ferrero Rocher, they're all right. We used to have them around my nan's. <laughs> they're, fine. they're fine at Christmas, up there with Viennetta, probably on the niceness scale. Going back Perfectly to the, decent. Going back to the Leeds half of the propaganda, it's like the, that's Leeds, that is. <laughs> <laughs> they're Ferrero Rocher, Rocher as they are. Gone out of fashion, haven't they, as well? We're not seeing them these days. Big, so, yeah, no, nah. no, no. Not digging, not digging. Um, anyway, right. it was it was nice to hear that he's. Uh, some of his good work anyway not talking yep. about Chelsea yep good great there we go <laughs> <laughs> can can something funny happen next week well we've got Frank Lampard tonight so there could be loads to go out please the potential for it to go bad is also there but this is the kind of high risk high reward fun stuff you know we, we were, we were mm. weighing up who we wanted to go down last season and we came perilously close to uh, to being the club that went down for a time it looked like it might have been Everton because you know we were trying to weigh up is it funnier if Burnley win to send Everton further down mm. and all the rest of it in the end, it didn't matter, did it, as long as we stayed up? But, I mean, um, the good thing if he takes them down this year is that it's definitely his team and he's had loads of time to work with them. He's had a pre-season. If he'd have taken yeah, them down last year... No, Michael, have... Michael, the problem's ran deeper than I realised. That's what he'll say. Well, when, he, when he's in the World Cup studio in November, having been fired, <laughs> the problem's ran deeper. It was more than just the team. They ran deeper than the he, team did the problem. He's not going to take them down either. He's definitely walking before it gets to that point. He's going to do the... Mm. Is it Mark Hughes who always used to bang on about, oh, I never got a team relegated, but there was about four teams that he'd left with about a month of the season to go. Yeah, that was always Warnock's trick as well. He'd, he'd mention his promotions, never mention the relegations, <laughs> all the relegations that he was personally there for, or the ones that he was sacked shortly before they occurred, because they always did. No one ever stuck around. But yeah, please, please be upset, Frank. Yeah, well, let's see. Let's see. We'll be back. Oh, so hopefully. We'll be more post-Everton propaganda. That's going to be, we're going to record that on Thursday. 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 And um, we've got some Barnsley on tour on Propaganda Extra bonus mm-hmm. show for our TSP Plus members where we uh, do some extra clips and um, some discussion on there as well. And, oh, my God. I mean, Lee and Cheese is posing one of the questions on this one, uh, saying, fuck the match. What camp are you in? Are you, we are the champions? Are you in the uh, Champions of Europe camp? Top secret information, and we'll uh, we'll reveal the answer on TSP Plus. It's behind the paywall, right? We'll see you in a bit. Thanks for watching and listening. Bye bye. The Square Ball Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 